0: waiting times in theatre can be a source of friction, but is that delay due to mandatory anaesthetic faff time, or MAFAT, or is it down to AWOL surgeons? Elizabeth Travis, an orthopaedic house officer in New Zealand, and her colleagues have been trying to create an evidence base to argue the toss, and she joins me now to discuss her study, Operating Theatre Time, Where Does It All Go? Lizzie, thanks for joining us. Hi. So when this article came round our office, I uh, solicited a few wry nods from my clinical colleagues. Why was it you guys decided to try and quantify this?
1: Uh, well, um, it was one of my senior colleagues' ideas actually. He um, and he just never quite found the time or the the place to put it into um, into action. And he he um, made the note of um, a few previous papers. Um, and a certain YouTube article about um, orthopedic surgeons, and um, felt that um, that they were being picked on unfairly, and said, um, "I have this great idea, and I have a um, an inkling that maybe it might turn out to um, highlight some differences between the specialties. Why don't you look into this?" And so that's that's really how it started.
0: So you decided to examine the differences by seeing which specialty could most accurately, estimate the time it takes to perform a procedure, kind of as a proxy for those inefficiencies that cause delay. Um, And you used a combination of electronic records and questionnaires to assess the difference between this estimated time and the actual time. Now, obviously, people can read the uh, methods in the paper. It's all set out very clearly there. But let's talk about the subjects. Uh, Which specialties did you look at and why?
1: Uh, so we wanted to, just to get a good representation of the specialties, and it's a tertiary-level centre that we're working in, so we, had, we have reasonable numbers, um, as far as New Zealand goes anyway, of, of each of the surgical specialties. So um, obviously I needed um, specialties that had a high enough caseload that we could um, collect the data easily enough, um, and we chose to include um, general surgery, plastic surgery, orthopaedics, um, and then anaesthetics. Um, and those seemed like the um, the four biggest surgical specialties, and and they were certainly the easiest um, easiest to collect the data from just on a pure numbers basis of the numbers of um, operations and procedures that they were doing.
0: So when you crunched your data, what did you find? Who was able to estimate their procedures duration most effectively?
1: Um, we found that um, plastic and orthopaedic surgeons were were very accurate in predicting their time, and and the general surgeons um, were also uh, less so accurate, but um, also reasonably good at predicting their time. And the other thing, the other sort of um, subjective observation that I made in collecting the data was that um, the general surgeons, often they they were taking patients to theatre and they didn't really know what what they were going to find once they're inside the abdomen so if you take that into account they really were very accurate um, um in what and what they were predicting um and then um as i'm sure anyone who's read the study can see that um the MS just were less um less accurate
0: now as you mentioned um orthopods can be the butt of the BMJ Christmas jokes quite often yeah. so is that why you decided to do this paper to try and bolster your specialty's reputation a bit?
1: yeah no um it's funny that you should mention that and as I said earlier the I think the youtube um, the YouTube clip I must fix it and um, in the references list um, there's a couple of articles um this it, it goes a long way back um, you know the, right back to 1988 when someone published uh, orthopedic surgeons gorillas and I think um is sort of a more of a um, a response to that in some ways um. But no, I mean, yeah, it's just, I think it reflects the orthopedic specialty as a whole and that they're happy to have, um, to be, well, they're not, um, you know, they don't take things too seriously oh. and um, yes, they have been the butt of many jokes um, and this is a, a response to that and, and I think, um, yeah, I think it, it does that well.
0: Lizzie, a lot of our Christmas articles are kind of superficially a bit silly, but have a serious undertone. So, what if anything do you think medicine can learn from your research? Um uh,
1: yeah, I suppose there is a serious undernote. Um, <laughs> overall, the the uh, the whole thing was um was meant to, as a bit of tongue in cheek, and um, and I think it's been taken that way, um, which is good. Um, but um, I I think at the end of the day, there are inefficiencies in operating theatres. Um, and anything that we can do to improve that is is helpful and I think that the surgical safety checklist that the World Health Organization is doing is is helping that and um, that surgeons have become accurate in predicting their time and um, we did actually propose um, that maybe it would be worthwhile at at check-in which is the sort of the first step of the surgical safety checklist that that you know um, we do sort of predict an anesthetic time as well and that yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously that needs further um, research and things to look into as to whether or not that's worthwhile and whether or not that would um, improve theatre efficiencies, but I suppose at the end of the day, um, you can always be more efficient in operating theatre, especially in um, a large, busy centre like ours, and anything that helps that would be helpful. So, yeah, I suppose there is a serious undertone, but at the end of the day, it was a yeah, more of a, a sort of a fun, a fun study to conduct for us and... Um, It was very fun to
0: write as well. You've been listening to Elizabeth Travis answering the question, Operating Theatre Time, where does it all go? The full article is now available on thebmj.com.